I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello pod people and welcome back to Classic Ads from Simpler Times where this week we're transported back to a time when TV sitcom dinosaurs roamed the earth and you couldn't pitch a TV ad to a client unless you could play the jingle on a white grand piano whilst wearing fancy dress. Ah yes, the 70s, where a glass of lemonade is a guilty pleasure to be taken in the middle of the night and the ad industry believes the only way to get you to buy some is to sing the brand name to you 24 times in a 30 second advert. So come along with us as we hopscotch through the white dog shit of 1973. You'll be accompanied by myself, Steve Cook, and my co-host, award-winning advertising creative and TV ad director, Tony Williams. Tony apparently has the kind of voice you could fall in love with, according to recent listener feedback. So ladies, you've been warned. You may need to go to your safe place with a cold compress and some Epsom salts before you listen to this. Along with Tony Golden Voice, we'll be joined by Elvis Costello's dad as we gargle our way through a review of a 30-second TV ad for a 176-year-old carbonated drink that features two actors who had gone to forever have the words Star of the Secret Lemonade Drinker advert appended to their names because everything else they did after it was shit. She was listening to um, the podcast and she went, oh, I love Tony's voice. I said, no, she said, yeah, she said, it's the sort of voice you could fall in love with. I said, really? I said, who's this? And she said, oh, so-and-so. I said, how old is she? She went, 55. <laughs> so she's just grateful she can actually hear it. Tony's voice is the kind of yeah. voice you could fall in love with. Okay. One lettuce, one pound of potatoes. <laughs> I'm going to need to just read, read the shopping list. Okay. Fried eggs. Chips. Welcome back, Tony. The year is 1973. 1973. That's a good decade. Were you even born in 1973? I was one in 1973. Really? Yes. So you're not going to remember any of this. You're not going to remember that Britain was at war over Iceland. Sorry, Britain was at war with Iceland. The frozen food company. Over fishing rights in the North Atlantic. This was known as the Cod Wars. The Cod Wars. What goes around comes around. Britain lost, by the way. Did they? Yeah. Britain lost the Cod Wars. <laughs> Thank Cod. 
For Britain. <laughs> Thank God for that. This must have been so many. Were there any good posters in that war? You know, like um, loose lips, sink ships. Was there anything about, you know, I don't know, don't talk fish or those yellow have done on your dish or I don't know, anything like that? Oh, my God, it's cod. Be careful. Loose lips might tip the scales. Um, Pink Floyd released Dark Side of the Moon in 1973. Mm. British Leyland launched the Austin Allegro. Wow. Jumpy Austin Allegro. Getting beige usually. <clears throat> yes. The only thing colourful was the logo on the back. British Leyland launched the Austin Allegro. Pizza Hut opened its first ever British restaurant. Did it Can really? you imagine how exciting that would have been in 1973? Well, I remember going to the first McDonald's in, like, in Worcester, but yeah, the first Pizza Hut. Oh, that's luxury. It's exotic. I was just, I was just checking <laughs> the red lights on. It's a go. <laughs> Everybody's watching the first episode of Last of the Summer Wine. Oh, and no, Nora. Yeah, no, Nora Batty. Uh, Nora Batty. Show us your stockings. Everybody's watching the very first episode of The Wombles. <gasps> the Wombles of Wombled and Carmen, are we? Narrated by. Oh, Bernard Cribbin. Bernard Cribbin. You've got your memory. Oh, I was thinking that your yesterday. Your memory for absolute shite trivia never ceases it's, to uh, astonish me. But what's even stranger is that I was singing the Wombles. Okay, prepare yourself. Get your impression ready. Okay. 1973, wow, 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 wow. the first ever episode of Some Mothers Do Have Them. <laughs> Um, I feel like it feels like um, it feels like Groundhog Day. I feel like we've hummed that tune in a previous episode. Probably for a while. They're all merging into one. uh, 1973, the first ever episode of Are You Being Served? I'm free, Mr. Peacock. The first ever episode of Open All Hours. Really? Mm. 1973. Yep. Apparently, it was the pilot. Mm. First ever episode. That was a bit of a wake. First ever episode of The Goodies. <gasps> goody, goody, gum, gum. Goody, it was that, was it? Goodies, goody, goody, yum, yum. Oh, goody, goody, yum, yum, was it? I think so, yeah. Oh, misheard lyrics. We'll get onto that later. The, the, it was the first ever episode of Whatever Happened to the Likely Lads. I don't even know what that is. Don't remember that one? No. And it was the first ever episode of a TV series that you could probably turn on the telly now and watch an episode of MASH. No, it's finished, isn't it? It's just on every oh, single day. Oh, yeah, right. Didn't have the yeah. biggest viewing figures of any TV show um, in the world was the final episode final of episode. MASH. Yeah. 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 So there was a year of firsts. It was a, there was a lot of firsts. My first birthday. First that, oh, first this. Oh, oh. Um, CFAX launched. Nice. So you could, like, wait for 10 minutes to see what the weather was or look out the window. <laughs> the only one that was really relevant to you was the launch of the Wombles, wasn't it? I none, suppose, yeah. Orinoco. None, none of the rest is really um, appropriate. Anyway, meanwhile in Weatherfield, <laughs> wishy-washy Coronation Street intellectual Ken Barlow, he's still there, marries Janet Reed secretly in Scotland. How how can you get married secretly? But he gets married a lot, doesn't he? Every time we talk about well, him, I'm he's just getting about married. To, I'm just about to get So Janet was Ken's second wife. His first wife was Valerie Tatlock, whom he married in 1962. This is where the story gets a bit murky. Because in 1971, Valerie Tatlock and Ken had decided to emigrate to the West Indies, which seems like a strange place to emigrate to. But on the night they were due to leave, Valerie mysteriously died from an electric shock from a faulty hairdryer. Mm. She was actually doing her hair to go to the pub 
for their leaving party and died. Although I think Ken's got a bit of a nice blow dry. He's got a bit of a booth on, doesn't he? Wasn't they, they always seem to stop going to exotic places. Weren't they going to the Canary Islands? Or was that Prince Charles? When they go on holiday. I can't remember. <laughs> that was Corfu. That was Corfu. <laughs> was, was, it, was it Ken? No, that was when him and Deirdre got married. Yeah, but they just, we never saw it. And now no. they're due to go yep. to the West Indies. Um, Ken was obviously devastated by the death of Valerie because Shocking. Um, he managed to get a grip on it and marry and get married again two years later. To a woman who looks like she had her hair fried in the bath. Yeah. So, so that, Valerie's gone. He's them. married um, Jan Reed, And then his marriage to Jan Reed is a whole journey in itself. It's a whole... Uh, there's, there's a whole thing happening there but I can't tell you about it because it's outside the no, 19, really, please 1973 do tell me. remit I'm dying to know please no. tell me <laughs> no go it's on outside please. the 1973 remit thank god this year in 1973 a lemonade company which first made lemonade in 18 in 1845 mm. made a tv ad Oh, they got their advertising advertising agency to make TV ad. Their advertising agency was called Alan Brady Marsh. Alan Brady Marsh? I've not heard of that one before. Alan Brady Marsh. And they got a chap called Rod Allen to write a TV ad for them. The ad was called The Secret Lemonade Drinker. Mm. This is where you sing the song. I'm a secret lemonade drinker. I white's lemonade. For years, I used to sing, and I thought it was Har Whites. And I used to go, Har Whites, Har Whites Lemonade. I didn't know it was Har Whites. So there you go. Har Whites. I love love this ad. This ad aired on the team. So I was 11 years old in 1973, and we were singing this ad in the playground at school. I can remember it as if it was yesterday. So take us through the ad then from beginning to end. Hang on, hang on, hang on. That's your job, by the way. I'm sorry, That's not my, my, you know, let's... Stay in your lane, mate. All right. Um, the ad was ranked at number four in the Channel 4 Top 100 ads. Remember the same one that we did? That <laughs> was, this is in 2000. And it's at rank number four in 2000. And it won a silver at Khan in 1974. Was Khan going in 1974? <laughs> in anything. And it ran until 1984. So it ran on and off for 11 years. That's... um. That's pretty, that's pretty good, isn't it? It is. So what sticks in your memory about it? Oh, it's just the jingle. So Rod Allen, in the industry at the time, was known as the king of the jingle. Oh, was he? What else did he make? Oh. Oh, come on. Oh! This guy is a bona fide industry legend. So he's responsible for a lot of jingles, but also a lot of lines. So Secret Lemonade Drinker was his. Midland Bank, the listening bank. Oh, yeah. That was his. Woolworths, that's the wonder of Woolies. I didn't know that. That was his. Can you imagine how hard it would have been to persuade Woolworths in 1975 or whenever it was to stop using their name Woolworths and use the name Woolies Mm -hmm. in a TV ad? Because I don't, do you remember the the hoo ha when McDonald's started using the word? Uh, the name Maccas in Australia. No. What a carry-on. Really? What a carry-on. Um, he was also responsible for the line, Harp Stays Sharp. To the bottom of the glass. There you go. Harp yeah. Stays Sharp. Um, feel free to do an impression. He was responsible for This Is The Age Of The Train. <laughs> Starring. <laughs> now that, now that this is the age of the train. <laughs> Funny, it says age. <laughs> That's all I can do, Jimmy. Starring Jimmy Savile. Yeah. Um, he was 
his line got a lot of bottle milk. Got a lot of milk bottle. that uh, hung around for a long, long time. Wow! I'd never heard of this one. Apparently, he was responsible for a lovely line: triangular honey from triangular bees. As for Toblerone, mm, no, never heard that. Uh, power to the people. Power to the people. Ever ready. Ever ready batteries. See if you can get this. Fit the best. Everest. Fit. Hey, there you go. Uh, I love this one. Stella's for the fellows who take their lager strong. Wow. Which is, you know, could have been Stella's for, Shandy's for the ladies. <laughs> Stella's who for just the fellows. Take the wrong. <laughs> Stella's for the fellows whose wives have got two black eyes mm. because they've already been talked twice. <laughs> You'll have to cut that bit out. Um, and pro- and one that I remember from when I was a child, the pint that thinks it's a quart. What's that? That was for Whitbread Trophy Bitter. Oh, I don't know. He wrote some stuff, and he wrote some stuff that's mm-hmm. hung around, and he wrote some stuff that was very, very, very memorable. That's a good list. King of the Jingle. I'm the King of the Jingle. That's <laughs> exactly. good. Exactly. King yeah, of the Jingle. That's great, isn't it? So Rod Allen was part one of the founding partners of... Uh, along with Mike Brady and Peter Marsh. The King of the Jingle apparently had a white grand piano in his office. Of course he did. Where he composed his jingles on. Jeez. Yeah. So, so legend has it that when the agency pitched work, one of the partners, Peter Marsh, would put on a white suit and a white bowler hat and he would sing the jingle while Rod Allen accompanied him on his white grand piano. Oh. Can you imagine doing that in a pitch? That'd be brilliant. Imagine taking the piano to the pitch. So at some stage, that? your man Rod Allen sat there going, what? and then what happens is this bloke... He creeps down the stairs. Do you want to, I tell you what, before we go on, do you want to take us through the ad? Tell me what happens in the ad. Here's the audio for the ad. As per usual, head to our YouTube channel for the full 1973 visual experience. I'm a secret lemonade drinker. Oh, it's... figure comes to the top of the stairs and steps over the dog and he's wearing stripy pyjamas and a strange pair of glasses. Not unlike Elvis Costello. And he starts tiptoeing down the stairs. I'm a secret lemonade drinker. Anyway. Ah, whites. Ah, whites. And he makes his way down the stairs into the um, kitchen where he opens the fridge and he gets out a bottle of the good stuff. And you can actually see under the fridge door because there's no camera blocking. These feet come towards him and it's his wife. And he doesn't really stop. He sort of starts doing this drunken uncle dance, um, <laughs> singing that he loves his lemonade. I mean, if I didn't know better, I think he'd have a little bit more than his lemonade in that bottle. But yeah, he's a secret lemonade drinker. And then it really climaxes at this this bit of a rock, rock and roll kind of track. Is it based on anything, that song? No. Um, Rod Allen wrote it. Because I think the... Um, the the sh- is supposed to sound a bit like the Schweppes. Is it, it is Schweppes, isn't it? Oh, it's lemonade, or is that the, the actual manufacturer? No, oh, oh, it's I lemonade. Thought, oh, okay, for some reason, because it was always like that. Sh- you know, when you have a bottle. Yeah. Oh, it's lemonade. So, oh, it's lemonade. Uh, oh, first made lemonade in eighteen forty-five. Right, okay. Taken over by Whitbread in the nineteen sixties. Then 
Brit Vic. Brit Vic, that's in what I thought. 1986. Yeah. Okay. So, okay, that's what I thought. So at the time, it was owned by Whitbread. So I remember seeing a little like yellow label on it when in my time. When the pop man used to come round in his van. In his van. And you get some yeah. dandelion and burdock dandelion and some and lemonade, please. And some cherry, was it? The um, cream soda. Dandelion and burdock's gone the way of white dog shit, hasn't it? You well, just can't find it anymore. Similar, yeah. <laughs> Spangles, white dog shit and dandelion and burdock. There's some bloke with a house full of them. He's hoarding it all. The actor creeping down the stairs is a bloke called Julian Chagrin. <laughs> yeah. Which is a very strange name. That's isn't not it? a real name. It must be a stage name. No one's yeah. called Julian. Julian had a very long and storied career. Of which this ad is the highlight. <laughs> <laughs> well, have you heard of any of these? Okay, I don't even know whether they're TV uh, t- TV series or whether they're movies. But uh, Danger Route. Mm, no, I had one, but don't know it. The Bliss of Miss Blossom. No. Uh, he did star in Alice's Adventures in Wonderland in 1977, along with Peter Sellers and Spike Milligan. So okay. that's, that's a, obviously it's a British movie. Uh, he was in one episode of The Goodies mm-hmm. and one episode of The Avengers. Okay. His wife in the advert is played by a lady called Harriet Philippin, who appeared in Doctor Who, Blake Seven and The Sweeney. Blake Seven. Um, when you look uh, up either of them on the internet, their name always ends with the phrase, he slash she was best known. <laughs> he wouldn't be that guy. For, go, oh, you, I know your face. They go, no, for, you, don't, you don't. For his slash her part in the Our White Secret. No, no, you don't know me. Go, no, is there, no, you, I, I'm sure I remember you with glasses. No, you don't. No, I do. All right, the fucking lemonade man. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it, literally it was always, she was best known for her part in the R. White's yeah. Secret Lemonade advert. As is the trend, in 2012, they did a frame-for-frame uh, frame oh, okay. reshoot of that ad for R. White's Icy Poles. Uh, icy, sorry, Icy Poles is what we call them in Australia. So um, what, what you, lollipops? Um, ice, icy, ice, ice, yeah, ice, lolly, um, no, ice, what, what do you call them in the UK? Um, ice, ice balls, I think. Anyway, frame for frame, they did it frame for frame using the same talent. So Julian oh, Chagrin was he in a Stannis lift? Oh, <laughs> no, you have not seen anything like it. So picture a seventy-two-year-old bloke with a ponytail. Oh and no, you, that's and you can. So, you uh, can so he's, start. Like, he's, he's doing the old. Um, um, yeah, well, yeah, that was me. Yeah, from the ads. Remember the ads? And, that was me. And um, she looked like she would rather be anywhere else. In the whole world, and all they did was replace the word drinker with the word liquor because it was for icy pole. So it's I'm a secret lemonade liquor. How does the woman hold a liquor? By the ears. Da, 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 da. Um, well, um, I'm just a, because neither of them looked that great at the time, did it? They they literally looked oh, he like looked, they've been. He looks terrible. In um in the remake, he looks absolutely oh, ghastly, dear. and he's wearing the. The exact same pair of glasses. I think they're huge. They remind me of. Um, I don't know if you've seen um, it, Stephen King's It, with the young kid. Um, when no, when he goes back to the, you know, when they're all young, there's a little lad in there who wears these big glasses, exactly like this. Uh, there is an interesting bit of trivia on this ad. The singer of the song was a bloke called Ross McManus, and he managed to get um, his song a job playing the drums in the studio. And he, his son also sang backing vocals on the track. Does the name McManus ring any bells? Uh, McManus, no. Ross McManus's son was called Declan McManus, mm-hmm. who went on to have a career as 
Elvis Costello. Ah, yep. there you go. I'm, I'm just looking at that again. I, I was mistaken. He's not wearing stripy pajamas for some. Yeah, you know, again, it's one of those things in your mind. He was wearing blue and white stripy pajamas. He's not. He's wearing a lilac pair. I I, um, my my abiding memory of it is the opening bit when he's at the top of the stairs and it looks like he's going to kick the dog. Yeah, I'm sure the dog was in the remake. Should we just? We might as well play it. We've got the audio tapped in. Do you want to? It's very. We've been talking about it. We might as well listen to it. Uh, let me just stop and then restart. I'm a secret lemonade drinker. Oh, it's. And you're back in the room. I didn't remember the bit at the end where it goes, I want lemonade milk. <laughs> okay. Can you play it again so we can sing along? Please. Because okay. I find it very difficult to listen to it without singing along. Go ahead. Okay. Are you going to sing as well? No. Oh, please do. Standing by. Secret lemonade drinker. Ah, whites. Ah, whites. Trying to give it up, but it's one of those nights. Ah, whites. Oh, white, oh, white lemonade. Oh, you great lemonade drinker. Oh, white, oh, white, white lemonade. Oh, white, oh, white, oh, white, oh, white lemonade. Do you know what I love about that ad? What? They get the brand name in 24 times in 30 seconds. Oh, that's clever. They'd like that. Yeah, plus the pack. Very good. Yeah, plus the pack shot. Very good. But um, I defy you to write anything that good that you can get the brand name in 24 times in 30 seconds just tackles just tackles there it is it's, um, it's certainly one of those ads you remember I just, again all the little details you forget like, oh I'm drinker all I remember is going oh whites and tiptoeing down like a bit of a, a weirdo in the night so Alan Brady Marsh were famous for this shit their reputation with the rest of the industry was that they did this stuff. They were the, not only was Rod Allen the um, king of the jingle, the agency was the king of the jingle. I think it's John Hegarty who tells a story about an early agency he was involved in that um, looked at buying them Mm. and was horrified because every single ad had a jingle in it. And there's a lovely story on the internet about a guy, a writer who starts at the agency and his first job is to write a TV ad. And he writes his TV ad and Rod Allen comes and looks over his shoulder and goes, you know what, this advert's missing son, don't you? And he goes, no, Mr. What's it? He says, it's missing a fucking jingle. Me. <laughs> yes, missing me. 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 It's interesting because uh, yeah. the, the clip I just looked at on YouTube, it says it's been ripped from another site, but even so it's had three quarters of a million views. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. So the rest of the the rest of the ad industry um, didn't hold Alan Brady Marsh in a lot in kind of particularly high esteem, but they they had a but their clients loved them because their adverts sold stuff like there's no tomorrow. The agency apparently liked to describe their approach as attacking every problem with gusto and enthusiasm as opposed to creativity. It's uh, it's desperate, isn't it? What we provide is enthusiasm. But they had a reputation as the go-to guys if you wanted to sell shit. One of the things that they liked, um, and they were they were like Billy Big Bollocks for a while. In mm. the early 70s, 
They went from being the fifth largest agency to the third largest agency. They hit second and then the tide changed a little bit and people decided that advertising should be a bit more um, entertaining. But in their heyday, they actually liked their clients and they were very specific with this, with clients. They, were, they basically said, we'll do the advertising, but you've got to put money behind it. So the got a lot of bottle campaign that they did for milk mm. in the early 80s the early 80s, 1981, how much do you think the Milk Marketing Board shoved in media behind the Got A Lot Of Bottle Act? I would say a lot because I remember having stickers, a T-shirt. I had a T-shirt with it on. Um, it was like a really cool sort of brand new model. You know, it wasn't just like TV ads, right? It was everything. I think I had a ruler at school, a pencil case, the lot. The um, Milk Marketing Board chucked Twenty million. Say twenty-three million. Yeah, just in the TV spend. Wow, just in TV spend. Um, and this was back in 1981 when the Standard Media Commission for an agency was 15. percent So those blokes made three million pounds. Wow, just on the media buy. Just oh, that's alone. Yeah, because yeah. it might sound obvious. Didn't um, it used to sponsor the milk race? I'm sure I remember badges yeah. and everything, yeah. And I think it was a, one of those quasi, what do they call them? A quango, a quasi-autonomous non-government organisation. So they got government funding to obviously promote the, the promote drinking milk. And then probably five years said, milk's bad for you, don't drink too much. Exactly. You've got yeah. to drink this non-fat drink, shit. Drink butter now. Yeah. Eat butter, sorry. No eggs. No, I mean... Um, um, and so apparently ABM's clients loved them because they sold loads of stuff. Um, and the and the clients the um, the partners had big big personalities. They were fond of. <laughs> I've seen this phrase. Were, we're very enthusiastic. We've got big personalities. They were very fond, apparently, of crashing into in cra- crashing meetings and doing uh, dance routines in the white suits. Oh, really? Literally, yeah. Because one of them, the guy uh, Mike Brady, had previously been a musical entertainer. Oh. So you can imagine them crashing a meeting in the white straw in the straw boat and the white suits and the canes and bashing out, I'm a secret lemonade drinker. Oh, so you can't say it without saying that, can you? No. It's um, I've showed you a clip when I went to a meeting dressed in white once. Obviously, yes. it was the first time. <laughs> <laughs> See, you laugh at that, but you speak like grandly of the, the people you used to do with the top hat and cap. But like, yeah, it turned out the product didn't work. But that wasn't the first, obviously. That's good. So who bought them in the end? What happened to them? They were eventually bought out by Low Howard Speak. Right. And but Low Howard left them alone mm. as a you know, as kind of standalone agency. And it just they just times changed and they didn't change their shtick. They just kind of carried on going, what you need for this is a jingle love. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, look at me, I'm in my white suit. Da, 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 da. But we're a funeral company. <laughs> well, you gotta laugh. <laughs> if you don't laugh, you'll cry. Yeah. Um Tony, you can tell it's 1973. Lemonade is a guilty pleasure. What have they done? What have they done with this ad? What what, are they what's doing? the difference in 2021? What do we sneak out of the bedroom yes, downstairs for yes. now? Um, no. Okay. It's quite interesting, isn't it? I mean, they basically it's a product. What what I think we could call a product inversion proposition. So they've turned something that's an innocent pleasure into a guilty addiction. But there's nothing wrong with that, except his wife doesn't like it. Um, okay. Are we looking for the scores on the doors, Marjorie? Uh, I, I just wanted to very quickly get your take. You weren't, you weren't around 
when this was on air. I remember it being on air. I was 11 years old, as I say. I remember it. Um, I remember singing it in the playground. We, but yeah. We, we would, I don't know why, it's one of those earworm things that doesn't really happen anymore, does it? Mm. Does it? Um, Give me one from the last five years. Oh, do, 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 do. I will in a minute. Hang on. Um, before that, I'll say, I, but I do remember it because as soon as you said the ad, I, I sang the jingle. Remember, I, I thought it was uh, called yeah, Hot Yeah, because it ran until 1984. I remember, yeah, I yeah, remember so the you probably would have seen it. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, a jingle in the last five years would be... Sorry, I've dropped you in it. But I'm, no, uh, um, mean, Australian went every day, like, every day, every day, every day. Go Harvey Norman, go. Go Harvey Norman, I suppose. That's one. Yeah. Um, can't get quicker than a quick, quick fitter. That's probably old now. That's ancient. Dun, isn't it? Dun, yeah. dun, dun, dun. Toyota. There's another one. Yeah. In, in every, every yeah. single Toyota yeah. ad, they have that dun, 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 in whatever form. Sometimes it's orchestra, sometimes it's a flute. Um, but there's not many. So it's a retail, it's a kind of a oh, retail right. thing, isn't it? It's I mean, it's, it's, the, it's the brand name repeated, as you say. It shows nothing else but going and basically drinking a glass of lemonade. It's product all the way through. There's no contrived stories, no misdirection. Why? It's pretty straightforward. Why? Did the people of the United Kingdom vote this the fourth famous ad of all See, time? I'm a in bit 2000. dubious about all of these awards. It's like, I think it, I don't think it's a favourite ad. I think it's ads you remember. Do you remember this? Oh, I do. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. I'll oh, put it down as number four favourite. Because <laughs> I think some of these ads that come up, they're not really favourites. They're like, yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, yeah. Do you like it? Yeah. What was it for? Don't know. <laughs> Um, You're a cynic. No, I don't. No, I You're an don't absolute think, cynic. No, not after you know, cynic of a man. It turned out the Lego Lego wasn't Tommy Cooper, and nobody knew. And Hovis, probably the most boring ad in the world. Oh, Do you think you're going to get get over the Tommy Cooper thing, Just or is it? It was um, yeah, well, but it was. Um, I think it, yeah, it's, I don't think it's a favourite ad. I think it's a well known ad. I think it's a great jingle. I don't know if it's the country's favourite ad, as in favourite. Like, is it your favourite? I reckon what we're going to do is about once every six weeks now, I'm going to go back and pick a Rod Allen ad. So whatever we do, we'll always come back to Rod and his, uh, his lovely jingles. Well, I want to see this guy. I'm going to, after this, I'm going to have a look at the um, the remake with him in a, in a ponytail. Oh, shocking. It's but absolutely well, awful. Would you, you know, know it was well, the original guy? Because we're all hooked up. You can, um, would you I, know it was the original guy? Uh, I'm not sure I would know. I don't think so. How it, did you know? It looks like a, it looks like a, oh God, it looks terrible. I think you've made the point a couple of times that when ever a parody ad is created, it's always a good sign that an ad is very popular and has, has entered um, popular culture. Absolutely, yeah. Um, there are a it. lot of parody versions of that ad. But not many are any good, though. I've, I've yet to see a parody better the actual... Oh, white lemonade. lemonade. Just type secret lemonade drinker 2012. Don't bother putting in our whites. Forget the brand. It's that powerful. Oh, white lemonade. It's not coming out. See, oh, liquor. There you go. Secret lemonade liquor. Yes. There so I go. thought it was liquor you were talking about. No, okay. Liquor. Ice lolly. I'm a oh, dear. Oh, no. Oh, God. Oh, oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, she looks like she slept in her face. I'm going to find one with the original sound. Um, oh, no. no it's gonna... very, very average. Oh, it? that was... Oh. So he's got that greasy mop top where he's got three oh, hairs barcoded across the top. It's he he overacts. He, he does look, sorry, like Jimmy Savile's uncle. <laughs> he would scare Jimmy. You know what I mean? And then he put, oh, he licks the ice lolly with the, oh, oh, God. And then she just looks like she's been, her face has been pummeled by Frank Bruno. Oh, so uh, what did we decide he was called? 
He, him. He, he's called, what would he? Um, Julian, uh, Julian Chagrin. Chagrin. So Julian married a, a lady from Israel and disappeared over to Israel. And he's himself and his wife are actually quite famous, but in a, in a kind of Israeli way. Do you know what I mean? Like Israel is like is like a world unto itself, and not very much. Uh, you know, gets past the border, so he's unheard of everywhere else in the world. But if apparently, if you say his name in Israel, they're like, "Oh yeah, it's Julian." There you go. He's a British Israeli comedy actor. Yep, allegedly. Look at him now. Dear me. I mean, none of us age well. He is seventy-two when he made that particular ad. Yeah. Well, good on him. Yeah. Okay, let's move on. Okay. Let's move on. We've got in, dropped into a bit of a cul-de-sac there. Talk to me um, out of five, marks out of five for creativity for that ad. You're not going to like this. <laughs> I will like it. Creativity. Not a lot. Mm-hmm. I think 3.6. I'm sorry. Why are you sorry? Because I feel you want it to be more. But creatively, it's, it's yeah, there's nothing, you know, it's, as I said, they're, they're enthusiastic. Okay. 3.6. A brand? Five. It could not be. Could it is not. 24 times. Yeah. Brand name in 30 seconds. And we're still belting. singing it today. Shame it's not Har White. It's Har White. What about, the, yeah. what about the casting? Oh, God. I mean, as much as I dislike, I mean, I dislike him even more now I've seen that, you know, the, the recent one. And now I watch it back. It's not that sort of fun, quirky, like, guy going down. He's a bit creepy now. Look at him. But that's what made it, right? I think um, casting, probably a three. The optician, probably five. But the casting has got to be a 4.2, 3, 5, 4.2. I, my, looking at it again, my feeling was that it could have been anybody. It could that, have been, yeah. The casting, the cast doesn't make the ad. It's amazing it, what you don't see of him, actually. Mm. If you had to describe him in a police lineup or an ad, you wouldn't be able to. Yeah. Uh, and finally, craft. Is there any craft in that ad tone? Mm, well, there's the song, but, you know. Can it, I make the it, argument that Rod Allen put, Every bit of advertising craft that he had but in his did he, body did into he, that ad. Did he? Bear in mind, it's 1973. Yeah, well, pianos were pianos. I think Beethoven wrote quite a lot more a few hundred years earlier. We're comparing, Too soon. <laughs> we're comparing advertising jingle writers to Beethoven. Well, which one, which one do the British public love? I think, um, oh, yeah, craft. No, don't, that hurts. Oh, ow, ow, ow. All right, 4.5. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. I'm, I'm, what I'm disappointed about is there's nothing through this whole thing have I managed to rhyme or replace with any sort of innuendo with R, what's M and A. There's nothing rude or, or <laughs> anything I can think of. Countdown to 17.4. 17.4. Well, I'm going to check it. Uh, I don't trust my mental arithmetic anymore. No, 17.3, not 17.4. That's right. See, so you're trying to round it up, aren't you? Just because, um, yeah, the favouritism. Can you sing it just one more time? Because I know you do. I reckon not only do you sing this, you actually do the dance, <laughs> right? When you go to the fridge, I reckon. Am I wrong? Maybe. Secret Lemonade Drinker, 17.3. Rod Allen. <laughs> Your new idol. Your new idol. Tom Cunts has moved down two places. Rod oh. Allen up. Is Rod still with us? Unfortunately, Rod has been gone quite a while. He's gone to the great jingle in the sky. He has gone. He's taken his white piano, 
He's actually shouting down to Jimmy Savile, isn't he? <laughs> fucking cunt. Yeah. Fucking train. You ruined my train out. You ruined my legacy. It's about you and me. It's about you, Treat. Now I've got to in a minute. Hang on, God. What do you want to say? <laughs> St. John, I can't get them all in. I can't get all 12 in. <laughs> oh, I enjoyed that. Thank you very much, Toads. I love those ads. Thank you, Secret Lemonade Drinker. Okay. That was my choice as well, by the way, in case good. you couldn't tell. Bye. 1973 was good. It was weird to get a year of firsts, like first this, first that, first that. It's, I think it's a, it's weird to get a load of firsts that, was it 73, 83, 93, 103, nearly 40 years, nearly 50 years later. It's not even people of a certain age, is it? Last of the Summer Wine, I think, was on TV in, in the UK. That was on recently. Yeah. The Wombles have been recycled in multiple uh, ways. Some, they? some mothers do have them. You probably have to be of an age. Mm. Uh, are you being served? Do you have to be an age? They're, they're more, well, funny enough, they're more, they're more well-known for their catchphrases, their jingles, than they are the shows, really. Mm. I couldn't tell you an episode of what happened in, in Are You Being Served. Yeah, same with some mothers do have them, mm. right. But um, Open All Hours has gone down as a comedy classic, hasn't it? Yeah, but, but I don't think it's that old. This is the one with uh, with um, no. Granville and stuff. Yeah. Wait, so da- um, David Jason, Jason was and, um, the was Ronnie Barker's Barker, yeah. offsider in yeah. the in the corner shop. I do you think it's that old? And I think the entire premise was based around Ronnie Barker trying trying to get into the local nurses, because in turn, uh, uh, last summer I was trying to get into Nora Battis Nora Battis stockings. Whatever which, happened to the Likely Lads was a a, a very strange. Don't know what that was. Sitcom. It was about two guys who'd been mates from childhood. Mm. One of them leaves and joins the army, and the other one uh, becomes like a middle management kind of bloke. And then the army guy comes back, and he's a slacker and doesn't get a job. It's very strange. It yeah. was weird. James Boland was the star of that. I don't. Uh, do you remember yeah, James, James yeah, Boland? Yeah, the, the, the mustache, mustachioed posh guy. And the other one was a bloke called Rodney. Bewer, I think, uh, either Bewer or Brewer. Mash, everybody knows. As like I say, you could probably turn the telly on now, and it'd be on one of the channels. All I'm thinking about is all the you know the milk roast talking about that lot of bottle stuff. And I remember blue little splash. I had a t-shirt with it on, and it was a really cool device. I'm thinking of all that stuff now. It's really funny. You know, I can remember like smells and tastes. Mm. It was a red and blue. Anyway, there's not many um, ads that would stand up to that, is there? That's it for this week, pod people. Thank you for listening to this desperate cry for attention from two middle-aged blokes with delusions of relevance. If you enjoyed listening to it as much as we enjoyed making it, then there's a good chance that we should all be reviewing our life choices with a critical eye. Apparently, if you give us a review, good things happen. And I think we can all agree that good things happening is a good thing to happen. So maybe have a think about making that happen, would you? Thanks very much. And to Rafa now. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more 
and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 